0: This is Pulse 95. You're listening to the Halftime Show podcast. Oh, he loves the goal. This is the Halftime Show with Omar Alduri on Pulse 95. Nice strike! Oh, better than nice! Wonderful! <laughs> Salam, and welcome to the Halftime Show with Omar al I'm your host, Kevin Everything Sport, international local. Now, is there an art in losing in sport? Normally, we talk about bouncing back and we talk about how things are when things are good, but normally the art of losing is not often described as the struggle is real. Well, we are discussing that on the show today and I can't wait to be sharing this out with you on The Only Place to Be at 3. We're also talking about how the curtain closes on the T20 Cricket World Cup that happens on today and also all your questions and answers regarding the World Cup qualifications the teams are in and a lot of them have already qualified now so we're going to be talking about those on the only place to be at three the Halftime Show on Pulse 95. This is the Halftime Show with Omar Adouri. On oh, Pulse oh, oh. 95. 95. 95. Oh, he the that... goal? This is the halftime show with Omar Al on Pulse 95. Nice strike. Oh, better than nice. Wonderful. It's time. Salam and welcome back to the halftime show with Omar Al I'm your host, cover everything sport, international and local. Now, we often talk about all the success stories, and in success stories, we hardly mention the losing, but this time, what we're covering on the show today is the art of losing and how it helps you discover a lot of things about yourself as a coach, about your team, about your teammates, about the characters around the camp, and also about the influences that actually make a huge impact despite not being in the front Line On today's show today, we are inspired a lot by um, a team that I coach. And actually, rather than the coach being the headline, this time it's actually the players. Because, as you may know, I have been working uh, with a team, Condado FC, in the UAE. And we've been focusing on a lot of building, a lot of... Uh, rejuvenating a lot of things that maybe sometimes we don't necessarily see in sport headlines so now being in an amateur team in an amateur league it's not always um, as glory as, uh, as we would like to look at it but however uh, when you do lose games and when you do actually suffer defeat a lot of things come with it and amongst that is personality, characters, how people respond. Do people want to uh, stay and continue to grow or do people pretty much want to move on, which is also fine as well. But looking at the positives following a couple of defeats, characters, personalities, uh, the willingness to learn, the development, how do people handle it? And even more, something that you may not think about is, is it possible to remain positive even when others are negative? Now, You could probably nod your head and say, of course it is. When you're actually on the inside, it could take its toll on on your mindset. It could take its toll on your your daily life because that might not be your primary job. It could take its toll on a lot of things. And that is one of the things we've been facing a lot with this team. So the reason why it inspired me to actually talk about it as a segment, because on this um, journey, you get to discover, let's say, who's going to stick around, who's going to want to learn who's going to want to develop who uh basically can't handle losing because none of us like losing it's one of the toughest things to do when you're in sport sometimes you're hard done by sometimes there's a few decisions sometimes there's refereeing decisions sometimes you're just having a bad day and your performance is reflected on that and sometimes you know you need a breakthrough and so after you know losing quite a few times um Yesterday we won (laughs) Which is fantastic And not only did we win But we won as a team There wasn't one star The whole team From the spine upwards The substitutes that came on The contribution The players that may not necessarily play As many minutes But yet give 150% When they do enter the fray Were absolutely inspirational for everyone else And I think overall The team required that pick-me-up And what was really nice about it from a coach's perspective, is to be able to see them enjoy themselves again. And sometimes sports get so competitive and so heated that you kind of forget to have fun. And one of the things they teach us when we are getting our license, getting our coaching certificates or our badges, is don't forget to have fun. Regardless of what age group you're coaching, they always say, make sure it's fun, make sure it's a good environment. Sometimes when you're losing games, it's not that easy to keep the spirits high because people tend to question themselves. The coach tends to question himself. The players tend to question themselves. The teams playing against you pretty much psychologically already have a lift because you've lost consecutive games. But now that you win a game, it changes the spirit. It changes the morale. It changes the atmosphere and it also reminds the players and as i said in the beginning of the segment this segment is about the players the coach can only do so much but when the whistle blows for the start of the match the coach takes a step back and the players take center stage and at the end of the day even as coaches we always are taught that the players come first and that is something we have to prioritize and so for yesterday uh, the, um, the 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 result was great the performance was even better and finally the players uh, get what they deserved and that is a win and that was what inspired the segment The Art of Losing because a lot of things are learnt when you're losing and you're only losing if you're not learning. And those players that stayed and stuck it through, well done. And hopefully many more to come. Right. Okay. Coming up next, we are taking a roundup of what's been happening in sport. And we're going to be talking about the T20 World Cup. On the only place to be at three, the Halftime Show on Pulse95. This is the Halftime Show with Omar Adouri. This is the halftime show with Omar Alduri on Pulse 95. Nice strike! Oh, better than nice! Wonderful! <laughs> Salam, Welcome back to the Halftime Show with Omar al Shout out to everyone who's tuned in on the YouTube, on 95FM, 95 radiocom or our app, Charger Broadcasting Authority. Man, it's been a crazy couple of weeks now, obviously, with the Charger Book Fair just finishing up. And obviously, we've got the National Day coming up as well. And we've all had so many projects, so many things we're trying to work on. So please bear with us, and uh, you'll have a lot more of our episodes coming out on the YouTube channel. Shout out to Super Mario, by the way, who came to our uh, game yesterday that I was coaching at and took some footage of that. So maybe we'll be sharing that with you very, very soon. Okay, right. So there hasn't been any domestic league happening, but a lot of people have been talking about the international games. And obviously with the World Cup around the corner, the, the anticipation of, let's say, tournament football is been all over at the moment people have been saying hey listen you know is it really worth it playing these games Um, all these qualifications all these friendlies even talk about Arsene Wenger bringing forward you know or proposing to FIFA to bring it forward to every two years rather than four years and the players like Kevin De Bruyne was agreeing with it as long as they got the desired rest so that's the idea of international football and tournament football being presented we saw how successful the euros were the excitement the way that the world united together to watch the sport right now we're looking at something completely different because we have the world cup around the corner and the final teams are um are qualifying right now as we speak and if we look at who's qualified already qatar is in germany is in denmark brazil belgium france Croatia, Spain, with some drama yesterday, and Serbia. Now, that is something that maybe some of you did not expect, but I'll tell you this now. The way it ended yesterday at Portugal was very, very dramatic. Looking at Portugal versus Serbia, the the winner pretty much go through uh, automatically to the World Cup. Renato Sanchez opened up the scoring on two minutes with a Bernardo Silva assist. Dusan Tadic, as you might know very well, Got the equalizer 1 1. And you look at all heroes and you think about all the, the, the players on show. If you think of, you know, uh, Diego Costa, Cristiano Ronaldo, Bernardo Silva, uh, Renato Sanchez, uh, Mortinho, all these players. And uh, Bruno Fernandes came on, Joel Felix came on, Ruben Neves came on. And who gets the winner? The winner yesterday was Metrovic in the. 90th minute from a Dusan Santage assist. And why that's interesting is because Mitrovic has been all over the world. He's played for different clubs. You know him for Fulham. He's obviously in the championship now. He's not even in the Premier League. And to score such an important goal, obviously he got a he got booked for the celebration. But who wouldn't to get his country into the World Cup? Um I, I'm kind of like all for it when you see the underdog win, but Serbia have a lot of talented players. And in seeing the way things have been with them, that's been interesting that they've managed to to not knock Portugal out, but put Portugal in the playoffs and then automatically go through. So that's going to be good because now it makes the playoffs even more spicy, which a lot of teams normally don't like to to look through. Spain going through from uh, Alvaro Morata dramatic 86th minute winner as well against sweden which was a very very tight game and ghana yeah that's right Ooh, this one here <laughs> ghana went through uh yesterday as well which was great to see they beat south africa now, no 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 offense all south african fans but listen ghana's my team and i'm, I'm very very happy when i see them um you know qualify and Ayu you scored a penalty on the 33rd minute okay so there's been ufc there's been boxing there's been uh, football. The UAE has been in action. The UAE women's been in action. There's been a lot of things happening here. But what kind of sports at the moment are you watching? Especially that the domestic leagues are not on. Text me on four two one five at the Salat or do or start up into my DMs at Omar Dury on Instagram and let me know what's been keeping you entertained. Because just round the corner we've got a huge, I'm saying huge show coming up and uh, and teams are back. Players are back Events are back Stadiums are fully Packed at the moment So that's a very Very good thing But I want to know What you're watching I've taken a bit of a break From You might believe it But Taken a bit of a break From just watching Live sports In the last 10 days or so And I'm watching The highlights And catching up Trying to do my homework But not necessarily Watching live sports But what have you been watching Let me know We'll be right back After the break This is, this is the, half-time the Halftime Show With and Glory On O on- 1995. On- This is The Halftime Show with Omar Alduri on Pulse95. Nice strike. Oh, better than nice. Wonderful. It's time. Salaam. Welcome back to The Halftime Show with Omar al I'm your host of everything sport, international and local. Right, cricket fans... Some of you, if your teams have been knocked out, especially as you are huge fans here in the UAE, might stop watching tournaments, which is natural. It's kind of normal. But for Australia, Australia did what Australia do best and helped by fate. And also something that I don't normally hear about is the toss factor. Um, That is something has been a tradition throughout the tournament. And normally the team that gets the toss wins. Hey, this is superstition. Do you believe it or do you not? Do, do you not? Um, that's something that a lot of people are talking about. But congratulations to uh, Australia for winning the T Twenty Cricket World Cup, which was hosted out in the UAE. And again, seeing the uh, the streets once the, um, the the matches were over, you know, the fans coming out on the road and, and, and celebrating, it just makes you realize how big cricket is as a sport, even out here in the UAE. Um, in the history of the men's international cricket, if there's one country which has consistently proved that they have a big match temperament, it's Australia. And sometimes with sports, you normally see how teams or nations in this case, uh, use their their sports IQ to be able to manage games psychologically. When there is pressure on, when there's times that you have to really try and hit the bar, when you have to step it up a bit, these are all factors that in sports you, you really get to realize uh, the experience, the level-headedness, and also the mental strength it requires to cross the line. Um, the thing that everyone has been talking about here is um, is that the UAE is a venue heavily favoured the teams winning the toss and fielding first. It's important to remember that Australia captain Aaron Finch won six of the seven tosses he was part of in the tournament. And that does come down to also superstition. Do you guys believe in that or do you believe in Getting your opponent on the back foot and therefore being able to control or manage as we were talking about the the match or the game. Um, going into the edition of the tournament, Australia were not among the immediate title favourites. They had been humiliated by Bangladesh in a T20 bilateral series on a tour in which they were arguably the favourites, this report says. A 4-1 win by Bangladesh in the five-match series in August this year wasn't just a shock series loss it also placed a huge a huge question mark on their ability to go too far in the T20 World Cup and again when we're, we're talking about all these things I mean for me I normally speak to my friends about you know their favorite sport and when cricket does come up I like to see not just who, who are the stars but how the balance of the psychology and teams are going did they previously meet? Did they um, meet earlier this year and lose heavily or win heavily? Does that affect them psychologically coming into the next match, especially in a different venue, in a different tournament? Uh, you know, cricket, different to some of the other sports, sometimes it's over a time period rather than just one match. So you see how... You know um, the the psychology behind the athletes are very very different because it requires patience, it requires calmness, and not to not to be too rash or try and force situations. So interesting to see that, and um, and from here. Where where do they go? Who's who's going to be you know uh, taking benefits away from this tournament going into their next series, and how is that going to affect them psychologically and also physically? Are new players going to be fielded through? Are they going to stick with the old guard and the experience that they have? Will they have a balance? Do the coaches change? These are all factors that I think that when we're looking at you know um, sports you always when you're winning you always think okay stick with the same thing should be fine when people have a long term vision they start to then you know bring in fresh talent young talent maybe just mix them in uh, the squad to be able to get that right balance between experience youth and potential and um, a friend of mine actually at the gym was talking to me about the cricket and saying how he noticed that a lot of people's moods were different watching the cricket seeing that it's back uh, you know, in stadiums with fans and things like which we weren't allowed before, and and that's when I kind of thought about it and and said, and I asked him, um, so how was it before? And he's like, well, no, normally people are enjoying it, they're having fun, they're out with the family, you know, it's more of a social thing, but this time people are more engaged, more happy to be back in stadium. So I I like to hear how things are going behind the scenes. Did you watch the T Twenty Cricket World Cup? Were you expecting Australia to win? Did you, I think, your team would win? That could be Pakistan, that could be South Africa, that could be uh, uh, New Zealand, uh, it could be Bangladesh, could be anyone. Who did you expect? India. Uh, who did you expect to win? Let me know, 4215 at the Salat do or slide up into my DMs on Instagram at Omar Duri, and I'll be right back after the break. This is The Halftime Show with Omar Aduri. Oh, 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 oh. 95, 95. 95, Oh, he loves the fly. This is the halftime show with Omar Alduri on Pulse ninety five. Nice strike! Oh, better than nice! Wonderful! It's time. So now, welcome back to the halftime show. It's almost full time on the halftime show. Can't wait to be back in the studio. Uh, wow! So on the weekend we had. We had uh, Jeff Zorn talking about all nutrition, the sugar uh, roller coaster as well, and how nutrition can be medication. It's the best form of medication, actually. And he had a lot of people asking questions as well. If you if you missed out on the show, you need to check out the episode. Very very cool, uh, having him in the studio, first radio experience as well. I kind of love that. I love it when I bring them into the studio and it's the first time they uh, they do something like that. And they're in a scenario, in a situation that they've never been in before. But yet, you guys keep it very interesting. The questions that were coming in were on point. They were really, really nice. So that was that was cool. And I also got to MC my first boxing event. Oh, wow. Like 22 fights there. If you remember on the show, I was talking about one of my friends from the boxing gym who uh, was taking her first fight. Um, At the young age of 41 years old, she trained five weeks for it. Shout out to uh, Lubna and Davis and Michelle and everyone who was helping her out uh, in that. Very, very dramatic end to that fight. Very, very close in the scorecard. But coming up to the last three seconds of the last round, she dislocated her shoulder. And they had to stop the fight to see if she could continue now her coaches were urging her to stay on uh, she she was leading on points but if she doesn't finish the fight then uh, the uh, her opponent wins instead and it was very very dramatic so how that happened it was it was right so what did she do she chose to continue for the next three seconds with a dislocated shoulder and then eventually Won the fight on points, which was great. As an announcer, as an MC, I have a lot of respect for Bruce Buffer and all these guys because going in and out of the ring for 22 fights, announcing, hosting, MCing, it was very, very cool. And I had a cool DJ as well, DJ Jack Paradise, who uh, who happened to be um, on on the decks the whole way through with me bouncing off you know the tunes and bouncing off you know the uh, fighters coming into the ring and announcing the fights so that was lovely very very cool um so we had a few guests we have a couple more coming up this week as well i'm really excited about that i can't wait to to share that with you and i'll be back on the studio same time same place on the only place to be at three the halftime show on pulse 95 see you on wednesday folks i'm out